Once again, I bring greetings to you from Scotland in UK. This is your brother Paul Orphan. And as I always do, tonight I'm coming to you again to present the Word of God to you. This is the topic that we have started about probably three or two weeks ago and the title is is there any church in the bible is there any church in the bible tonight is part three and before we uh commence i want us to commit ourselves into the hands of the living god let's have a word of prayer Father God, once again we give you praise and we thank your holy name for making it possible for us to live and see this day. We thank you so much for all the blessings that you have showered upon us. Tonight, I've come before my listeners and my hearers and I pray and commit myself into your care. That God you speak through me. Help me to speak nothing but the truth because your word is truth. And I pray that my hearer will also hear nothing but the truth because it's only the truth that can help them to inherit the kingdom that we have promised all your followers. Father, we thank you that you always listen when we pray. In Jesus' name, we offer. Oh, thanks. Amen. Once again, brothers and sisters, good evening to you all. Whatever time you are watching me and wherever you are, I say good evening and also send greetings to you. As I introduce my lesson before the prayer, we're going to continue the topic that we are discussing is there in the church in the Bible. In part one, we say that there are some arguments among the Christian brethren who are some are saying that it doesn't matter who church you go because there's no church in the Bible. So it doesn't matter. You can go to church, any church of your choice. Another group is also saying that there is church in the Bible and it is important that we look for that church because it has something to do with our salvation. And when we went through the Bible, we saw that indeed the Bible mentioned the word church about 115 times only in the New Testament. So if there's the, the church does not exist in the Bible, how come it's been mentioned 115 times? So there is church in the Bible. But what I think people are thinking is because they don't hear the name of the church as the names that we hear around today. But that is what you cannot find it. In the word of God because the names you hear today are the modern you know churches 
that has come around. But what we are talking about is the church that is in the Bible. And we use the Bible to prove that there is church in the Bible. So look for part one of this lesson and also part two. In part two, I divided it into two. We have part two, one, and part two, two. So look for them and pray uh, and, and play that tapes. And that will help you to understand this. If this is the first time that you are hearing me, this is my plea to you that you look for those videos. You'll find them in the YouTube, on the YouTube, and also find them on my Facebook page and also on Bayar's Facebook page. Look for them because it's important. Brothers and sisters, last week when we were getting to the end of our of part two, I made mention of seven unique things that are found in the Bible. And these seven ones, which I, I call them unique ones, the Bible tells us that they are one. Each is one of its own, and it's not two. Now, we read this from the book of Ephesians, chapter 4, verse 4 to 6. And I want us to refresh our memory on that chapter and verse. And this is how it reads. It says, verse 4 says, There is only one body, or there is one body. There is one spirit, that is two, even as also you were called in one hope, that is three, of your calling, one Lord, four, one faith, five, one baptism, six, and one God, who is the Father, seven. So these seven ones are unique in the Bible. You can't say we have two goals. Bible says there is only one God who is the Father. And you can't say we have two laws. Bible said there is only one Lord who is our Lord Jesus Christ. And you can't say there are two or three baptisms. Bible said there is only one baptism has been prescribed in the Bible. I mean, you will probably ask, but I have, you know, seen Bible, uh, uh, baptism in different ways. Yes. I also have seen people baptizing and they are just sprinkling water on, you know, people. And people baptize babies and other people too put you in the water three times. Some put you just once and some use just flag, you know, run about you and say you've been baptized. And some just put their finger in water and put it and make a sign of cross on your forehead and say you have been baptized. So, just now, I've mentioned about five or six types of baptism. But the Holy Scripture says there is only one baptism. So, which of these is the one? Now, it once again says there is only one hope. The hope 
is only one. We don't have two hopes. And then he said there is only one faith. Yes, the faith in the Bible is one. But today we see many faiths. Every church has her own faith. But the Bible says there is only one. And then he says there is only one body. And the last week, I told you that when the Bible mentioned the name body, it's referring to the church. Because Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 and 23 says, The body is the church of Jesus. So when you say the, the church is the body of Christ. So whenever you read the Bible, especially the New Testament, you come across the word body, okay? Or you come across Christ's body. When you say Christ's body, it means the church. And the Bible says there's only one body. It means there is only one church. That's the Bible knows. Maybe you will ask, but there are thousands of churches that I know. Yes, I also know that. But what the Bible is saying, you read there, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 4 to 6, it is there. It's part of the seven unique ones. As God is one, the scripture says the church is also one. As the Lord Jesus Christ is one, the scripture says faith is also one. And baptism is also one. They are not two. God knows only one Lord who is Jesus Christ. And God knows only one baptism, the baptism that is described in the New Testament. And God knows only one church, the church that was built by our Lord Jesus Christ. So there's a church in the Bible and God recognizes that church. Now what we are going to do tonight is, what should we do? And how can we uh, uh, find this church if this church exists? Because you are talking of Jesus Christ build a church. Now, what we are talking about is about 2,000 years ago. Is that church still alive today? And if it is alive today, where can we found it? And this is what we are trying to find. And this is the study. Brothers and sisters, I know sometimes... When you go, you go deep into the scripture to fish out some of these kind of revelations, some people find it difficult because they might find that what you are teaching or presenting is contrary to what they have believed. But what I want you to do is don't panic, one, and don't get angry, two. And what you have to do is you also go into the scriptures and refer I will give you some Bible quotations to refer them. You can read them over and over again to see if what I'm telling you is the truth or it's a lie. You have the option. It's in your hand. If you read the quotation I'm providing to you and you think this is nothing, you can just throw it away. But then if this provoke your thought, when you read a quotation and indeed you find that there is some truth in this, then I will tell you, my dear brother or sister, that you need to look for the truth. 
Because Jesus said, you shall find it. If you seek the truth, you shall find it. And the truth will set you free. So that is what we're trying to do now. One, I just want to remind you, I also read a passage last week, which is in the first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. I think I read it, but I didn't provide the quotation. It's first Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. This is what he says. I asked a question. Can a man establish his church for people to get in and for those people to be saved? Or man has no right to do that. Now let's read this quotation and see if this will guide us. What it says here, 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11. What it says here is, For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid. And listen very well. For no one can lay any other foundation than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Each one's work will become manifest. For the day will disclose it because it will be revealed by fire. And the fire will test what sort of work each one has done. What it means is Jesus has already laid a foundation. So no human being can lay any foundation. Jesus said, I will build my church. And we see in Acts chapter 2 that the church started in Jerusalem. Between A.D. 33, when Jesus Christ died, and A.D. 34, the church started in Jerusalem. Now, the question is, after this church, we've seen so many churches also around today. Now, what is our faith to these churches? Are they equal to what Jesus Christ said he will build? Or is this the same as the one Jesus Christ said he will build. Now, I gave you some examples. I mentioned so many churches to you, which you know. And we try to find out if the church Jesus built is Pentecost Church, or is Jehovah Witness Church, or is Catholic Church, or is it Methodist Church. We use the Bible to prove that when the church started in Jerusalem in that time, there was no Catholic there was no Methodist, there was no Baptist, there was no Anglican, there was no Pentecost church. These are all later day churches that came so many hundreds of years. The first human church that popped out is the Catholic church. And I told you how we came to be. If you get the video part two, you would find out that there was no church when Jesus said he's going to establish his church, and indeed, he did it. Because what he said is, the gates of hell shall not prevail against this. So if Jesus said, I'm going to establish my church, and nothing will prevent the church from coming, that means the church came, and it is there. Because Jesus will not say anything that will not come to pass. You understand? So, it is you and I as Christians who study the Bible to look for this church because it has some relationship with our salvation. Now, 
Having said this, that no other human being can lay a foundation than that which has already been laid by Jesus Christ, it means you cannot establish a church than what has already been established by our Lord Jesus Christ. The foundation of the church is already been laid by the Lord. So no human has rights. You'll find what I'm telling you difficult because we've seen so many churches built by humans today. And as we speak today, they continue to say, I have my own church, I've built my church, I've established my church. You know it. Last week, I said that if you cannot provide salvation for man, you cannot build a church for him. It's only Jesus Christ who has right. That is why he said, I will build my church. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18. And I repeat, he said, You are Peter, and upon this rock, I will build my church. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. That is the prophecy. And came to pass, when Jesus Christ sent his apostles, he told them to remain in Jerusalem until they received the power of the Holy Spirit for the church to start, which happened in Acts chapter 2. Take time to read the book of Acts, especially Chapter 1 and chapter 2, where the church began. In chapter 2, it says, About 3,000 souls were baptized that day, and they were being added to the church. Chapter 2, verse 47 says, And these people started praising God, and they had favor with all the people. And the Lord, that is our Lord Jesus Christ, added to the church daily such those such should be saved. So Jesus Christ added to the church. So the church is important to the Lord. Now, if you read Acts chapter 20, verse 28, Bible made it clear. He said the church of God, which he purchased with his own blood. Who poured his blood? Jesus Christ on Calvary cross. And what he did, the book of Acts says, Jesus purchased the church with the blood that he shed on Calvary cross. So, what blood have you, have you shed to establish the church? You cannot establish any church. You may try to do one, but remember, those people that you say you have established them has no salvation in your hands. The salvation is within Jesus Christ. He provides salvation for those that he has established as his own church. In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23 says, As the husbands are the heads of their wives, so is Christ who is also the head of his church, which is his body. And he, Christ, is the savior of the body. And I told you that. 
There's only one body that Bible describes it. And scripture says that this body belongs to Christ, which is the church. And the scripture says, Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23 says that Christ is the savior of that body. So by implication, what it means is, if you cannot save, you cannot build a body, you cannot build a church, you cannot establish a church. So the question comes, what about those who have established churches? I told you that in the Bible, there's no way that any person, let me say, there's no way that the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ or the early disciples established churches. Come again, what are you trying to say? We know Paul, that is what we heard. Paul established church in Corinth. Paul established church in Rome. Paul established church in... My brothers and sisters, let me make it clear to you. Paul never established church. What Paul did was to spread the church that was already in existence. What Paul did was to send the church of our Lord Jesus Christ to these places. He himself never established a church because he cannot die for a church. And I give you an example that he even condemned people who were trying to give names to themselves in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 10. Going down, he said, why have you given yourself names? It's Christ divided. If somebody says, I am of Apollos, and somebody says, I am of Cephas, and somebody says, I am of Paul, Paul said, it's Christ divided. Was I, Paul, crucified for you? So if I was not crucified for you, why do you think that I am the one who built the church so you can name the church after me? No, it is not me. And he asked him, was I or were you baptized in my name or in Christ's name? You were baptized into the name of our Lord because he is your savior. You were baptized into his church because he is the one that can save you. It's not me. So Paul condemned these Corinthian brethren outright for giving themselves no uh, names. It's like somebody is saying that I am of Pentecost and I am of Jehovah Witness and I am of Seventh-day Adventist and I am of Catholic and I am of Presbyterian. Paul said, is Christ divided? What Paul meant is, People cannot establish churches. It's only Christ who is given the mandate, who is given the authority. Matthew chapter 28, verse 18. Jesus, when he resurrected, said to his disciples, All powers is now been given to me, powers in heaven and those on earth. So now I'm sending you that you go and make disciples of me. So the power is in the hands of our Lord Jesus Christ to establish his church. That is why in 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 11, it says, There for the, uh, no one can lay other foundation than the one which has already been laid by our Lord Jesus Christ. He died for his church. 
First Corinthians, uh, uh, Acts chapter 28. Acts chapter 20, verse 28. He died for his church. It is not Paul. It is not Peter. It's not Matthew who died for you. So you cannot build a church in the name of Paul. That is what Paul was trying to say. Now, brothers and sisters, what is this church we are talking about? Even if you don't know, I've already mentioned it several times, that it's Jesus who said he will build it. So if you read the Bible, Bible says Christ is the founder. He is the head. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 22 to 23. Colossians chapter 1, verse 18, Christ is the head of the church. Christ is the head of the body. I know the churches we have today, we have human heads. You can hear somebody say that, I am the founder, general overseer of social so church. That's a human church. But the church we talk in the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 18 says, Christ is the head of that church. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22, 23 says, Christ is the head of the body. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 says, Christ is the savior of that church. So the church in the Bible has everything to do with Christ. Brothers, probably you'll be confused that I am saying this, but this is gospel truth. This is what is found in the Bible. What you see today it's not mentioned in the Bible. I'm talking about the, the, the church that is mentioned in the Bible. I know what will be going on in your head is, and what church is that? It's simple. It's the church that Jesus promised to build, and he built it, and it is in the Bible. This is the church that apostles were members, the early disciples, early Christians, and they all embraced the apostle doctrine in that church. Acts chapter 2, verse 42, they, they, they all steadfastly hold on to the apostles' doctrine. And this is the church. Paul wrote a lot of letters to the church. Some of, uh, uh, some of the church were in Corinth, Ephesus, Rome, Colossae, uh, and, and the rest in that Asia manner. What you find in Corinth is not different from what you find in Galatia. Do you know why? First Corinthians chapter 16 verse 1 and 2 when Paul was writing to the church at Corinth concerning collection, he told them that as is being ordered to the churches in Galatia, you also do the same. So the church in Galatia was not different from the church in Corinth. So the church that we are talking about in the Bible was not a, a denominational church. When we say denominational churches, these are the churches that have different names and different doctrines. And these are the churches that came after the church of the Bible has already been set up by our Lord Jesus Christ. And these are the denominations built by humans and the humans have given them names. But you don't find these names in the scriptures. But the church that Jesus says he will build, Christ is the head 
of that church. And he is the savior of that church. And he is the bride of that church. Now the question is, how do we identify this church of the Bible that you are talking about, Brother Paul? It's simple. We can't look anywhere apart from going into the Bible for the Bible to tell us this church we are talking about. Now, I know what is going on in your head. Now, tell us, what is the name of this church? That is what probably you'll ask. Honestly speaking, this church has no name. And do you know why it has no name? I'll tell you why. It has no name, but it has a description of the one who established the church. And who is the one that established the church? Jesus said, I will build it, and he built it. So the church has no name. Jesus did not say that I will build a church and call it this. No. All he said is, I will build my church. He didn't give it any name. Because the church is a group of people that have been called out. It's not a building. I've already explained to you. The building is where the church assemble and worship God. It's not a church. You see so many buildings, then they've written just on so church on name. But there's nowhere in the Bible that a church is a building. A church is a body of people. But this, this body of people has no name, but they bear, okay? Or they use some, you know, they, they bear the name of uh, the, the, the one who built it. The church bears the name of the one who builds it. It is not the one who builds it said the church should be called this. Probably you say, ah, you guy, you are trying to confuse me. I'm not confusing you. You see, if I have a car, okay, and you go outside and the car is standing there, maybe I have a red car in front of my house. Now, if you come and say that this is Paul's car. Paul's car is just the description of the car that you saw outside. So, in English, we are saying that uh, it's just an adjective. Okay, the word adjective. Qualifying that car is Paul's car. But in reality, that car, that car's name is not called Paul car. It might be Vauxhall, it might be Toyota, it might be Land, uh, uh, Land Cruiser or Toyota Land Cruiser, it might be any of the cars. So that car has a name. But in Christ's church, the church that Jesus Christ built, has a descriptive name describing the owner. So it's like, it's Paul's car, Paul's house. So that car, when you say Paul's car, the understanding is it's Paul who owns the car. 
So in the same way, when you come into the New Testament, the early Christians use Christ's name to describe the church because it is him who said he will establish and he did establish it. If you understand my point. If you understand my point. So if you see me holding this phone, somebody can be and say, oh, this is Paul's phone. That is not the name of this phone. The name of this phone is Samsung. But you either call it Samsung or Paul's phone. But I like to be to, uh, for people to say that this is Paul's phone, uh, phone because it's described the owner of this phone. In the same way, the church that is in the Bible has no special name other than the descriptive name of our Lord who promised to build and builds it. Now let's go to the Bible. You find all these things. Now if you go to 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, Paul calls the church as the church of the living God. You see, it's not given a name, but it's giving you a description. The church that belongs to the living God. And who is the living God? Jesus Christ is a living God. Is the living God. So Paul says, the church of the living God. So that is a descriptive name. It's giving it adjective. It's making people aware that this church belongs to nobody but the living God. And then if you go to Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23, I want you to mark down these quotations. And look at the names, descriptive names that it gives to the church in the Bible. I've told you that Jesus Christ did not say that I'm going to build my church and they will call it so, so, and so. No. So when the church was established, for people to know the church, they simply call it the church of the living God. That is the church of God. Okay? So that is in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15. Now, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 23, the Hebrew writer called it the church of the firstborn. Another descriptive name. And who is the firstborn? It's Jesus Christ. Who is the living God? It's Jesus Christ. Because he said, I will build it. Do you understand? So these are descriptive names. Because they know that, well, this Samsung belonged to Paul. So they said, the Samsung of Paul's. It means this is mine and I share it with nobody. Okay? So, this is Paul's. This mobile phone is Paul's. The same way, that is how the Bible describes the church in the Bible. Now, if you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, listen to how Paul says, they said, the church of God. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, and he wrote a letter to the church of God in Corinth. That's how he described it. That's how he described the church. The church of God, because Jesus Christ is God. He said he will build it, and it belonged to him. 
Remember, I'm not saying the churches here. And it's not a denomination. It's not people, man, that establish it and put a name on it. These are man-made churches. I'm talking about a church that is in the Bible. Probably you don't know. But today, you will see that the Bible mentioned this several times. About 115 times, this church is being mentioned. It is so important, it is so special, and it has everything to do with our salvation. Now, 1 Corinthians chapter 1 and 2, it's called the Church of the Living God. That is how they describe it. In Romans chapter 16, verse 16, the church is described as the Church of Christ. Why? Because it's Christ who said he will establish, he will build it, and he built it. So when Paul was writing a letter to the churches of our Lord Jesus Christ in Rome, he said, salute, after, I mean, the end of the letter, he said, salute one another with a holy kiss. All the churches of Christ salute you. So Paul called this the church of Christ. It belonged to the Christ who said he will build it. I told you it had no name, but it bears the description of the builder, the founder, the person who founded the church. And that person is nobody but Christ. So they call it the church of Christ. Now, if you come to Ephesians chapter 5, verse 23, another very beautiful description the church is called the Bride of Christ. The Bride of Christ. And it's all, all this kind of description ties to Jesus Christ because he built it. He formed it. He established it. So all these descriptions base Christ's name. So it's called the Bride of Christ. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 22 to 23, it's called the body of Christ. That body belonged to Christ. So the early Christians call it the body of Christ. They call it the bride of Christ. The church of God. The church of Christ. The church of the living God. And then they also describe it as the kingdom of God. Now, it tells you that the church in the Bible has no human given name, but the church bears the description of the one who promised to build and built it. Because if there's no church in the Bible, we can't have the church as it's been mentioned. 115 times in the Bible. Now, these are all descriptions of the church that our Lord Jesus Christ built. So, the question is, what about the churches that we find today with all these names and human churches? Brothers and sisters, that is not where I'm going. My attention, my concentration is on the church in the Bible because that has, you know, a relationship with our salvation. And that is what I want you 
to search for it because it has everything to do with your salvation, with my salvation. How does the church matter to my salvation? Probably you will argue, what role does the church play in my salvation? It is true that the churches that sprang out later after the church of the Bible was established cannot guarantee our salvation. Do you know why? Jesus Christ built a church because he used his blood. That is what Acts chapter 20 verse 28 says. Read there. He said he purchased the church. He said the church of God which he purchased, which he bought it with his own blood. So how can a man establish a church for people to be saved? Whereas these people have not died for these people. It's only Christ that he died for us. It's only Christ that can establish the church. He has the mandate. He has the power because he is able to provide salvation for the church. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 23 says, He is the savior of their body, the church. I know you will be confused because you look your left and right, south, north, east and west, you are surrounded by a pool of churches. But all these churches are saying that they are of God. But if you read the church in the Bible, it's not a denomination church. There's no way that you find Paul establish his own church and putting his name on it. Even Paul condemned the people at Corinth when they started giving names to them, saying that I'm of Apollos, I'm of Peter, I'm of Cephas. Paul said, is Christ divided? Why do you give yourself names? Was I the one who was crucified for you? Or were you baptized in my name? I cannot save you. That is what it means. Was I the one who was crucified for you? So if Paul being the apostle will say that don't use my name for yourself because I was not the one that crucified for you. Then you have to understand that no human can establish his own church and provide salvation for people. Brothers and sisters, I know it's difficult for you. Yes, our Lord Jesus Christ, when he came to the earth, and started giving people the truth. Many people became offended of what Christ was saying. And people found it so hard. I told you that last week, if you read John chapter 6, you find it from verse 60, when the people hear these messages of Christ, they said, this is very hard saying. And many of them left. Not many, all of them left leaving only the apostles. And Jesus asked the apostles, would you also go as they've left? And Peter said, no, we are not going anywhere. We know that what you say is the truth. And we can only have salvation from what you are saying. Brother and sister, whenever you have a thought-provoking words coming to you, don't become annoyed. But take your Bible. Take your Bible. I've given you all these quotations. Research them. Find them. And know if what I'm giving you is the truth or a lie. 
you will be the judge of yourself. There is a church in the Bible built by our Lord Jesus Christ. The church was started in Jerusalem in AD 34 and 30, uh, 33 and 34. When the Lord Jesus Christ ascended unto heaven, 10 days after his ascension, he gave the apostles power in Jerusalem to commence to usher out the church. And 3,000 souls were baptized. Read Acts chapter 2. The whole of Acts chapter 2. And these people were added to the body of Christ, which is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that daily Jesus was adding people to his church. And this is what I want you and I to set the scriptures and find. What can we find this church we are talking about? I've already told you that the church has no name, but it literally bears the name of the person who established it, which is Christ. Christ is the bride. Okay? So the church is called the bride of Christ. Okay? Christ is the king and has his kingdom. So the church is called the kingdom of God. Okay? And Christ is God. So the church is called the church of God. Okay? Christ is the firstborn of all, in all things. So the church is called the church of the firstborn. I've given you all the quotations. Refer them to yourself. So you will know that indeed Christ established his church. All the early Christians know no other church apart from the one Jesus Christ established. Until 300 years later, the first human church, you know, came out. And this, the prophecy has already been made. In 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 1 to 3, that in the latter times, some will depart from the truth and giving themselves to seducing spirits and teachings of man. And 300 years later, after the establishment of this church, we saw the first human churches popping out. And then they started, you know, you know, uh, bringing all these churches. And today, we have churches all around. But the question is, do they have salvation for you? You hear some of them who say that, oh, church cannot save you. Indeed, human church cannot save you. But the church that the Bible described can save you because in Acts chapter 2, verse 47, Jesus added the saved, those who is saved, into the church. So there's salvation in that church. And please look for it. Now, where can you find it? Remember in Acts chapter 1, verse 8 and 9, when Jesus was about to ascend unto heaven, and he charged his disciples, his apostles, to stay in Jerusalem until they get this power to, for the establishment of the church. He said, you are first going to be witnesses for me in Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was the place where the, the church started first. And then said from Jerusalem to Judea, Acts chapter 1 verse 8 is what I'm reading, 7 and 8, to Judea, and then to Samaria, and from Samaria to the uttermost part of the world. So what Jesus said is, the church is going to 
you know, spread all over the world. It's not denominations. The church that was built by our Lord Jesus Christ is not a denomination. The church was there before all these churches, you know, came. You understand? So, Jesus said that the gate of hell shall not prevail against us. What does that mean? It means nothing can prevent this church from happening or this church from existing. Which means, today, after 2,000 years, almost 2,000 years, the church is still in existence. So where can you find it? Everywhere in the world, you can find the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can find the church of God. You can find the church of the firstborn. You can find the church of the living God. You can find the kingdom of God. It's the body of people who obey and also they are cleave to the doctrines of the early apostles or early Christians. Brothers and sisters, because of time, I want us to pause here and we will continue this and find out where exactly can you locate the church built by our Lord Jesus Christ. It is important that we look for it. Sometimes, are you not confused with all these churches that are run and each and everyone is saying his own thing? You understand? You're confused. You tell me 10 churches and tell me if they say the same thing. Even two, two, two churches. Tell me if they say the same thing. They have different faiths. And this cannot be the church of our Lord Jesus because the church of our Lord Jesus has no divisions in them. They are not denominations. But is the church that was built by our Lord Jesus started in Jerusalem in AD between 33 and 34. Ten days after our Lord Jesus Christ ascended unto heaven, they received power and the church began. It has everything to do with our salvation. And look for that church. God bless you that you always listen to me. My brothers and sisters, what I would beg of you to do for me is to share this uh, truth to as many as you can. Because the world has been blindfolded. Because the world cannot see this church that the Bible talks about. And today, you have seen that there is a church in the Bible. But your confusion is, where can you find it among these thousands of human churches around the globe? Thousands or ten thousands or hundreds of thousands of churches around. Man has no salvation for you. So any church established, established by man cannot give you salvation. There is the church of the Bible. There is the church that Jesus Christ established. And he is the Savior. Look for that. Please continue to follow me on Ben Yaws. Every Sunday at this time, you will hear more about this. You can also look for me on my own Facebook page. Just type Paul Offing. You'll see me there. And have all my videos and all my lessons. And also, I will advise you to visit any Church of Christ in your community. Now, I keep saying that visit Church of Christ in your community. 
just compare what the Bible says to what these people do. It's not any uh, a body of people that bears the name Church of Christ is the church that the Bible describes. You have to find them to be holding on to the apostles' doctrine. Because Acts chapter 2, verse 42, uh, verse 41, 42 says that the early church were holding on steadfastly to the doctrines of the apostles. So, if the church is even called the church of God, yes, it bears the description of God, it bears the description of Jesus. If the church is said the church of Christ, yes, it has the description of our Lord Jesus Christ. But do they practice the doctrine of our Lord Jesus Christ or of the apostles? That is where the question is. So, as we have started trying to find this church, we will find out how they, they, they worship. Early uh, on when the church started, and even today, we use the Bible to find out. Then you do your own research. You can find it. Because it's not me to say that you go to that junction, you find a church, and that is the church of our Lord Jesus Christ. But I'll use the Bible, and you yourself can trace where the church of our Lord Jesus Christ is. It is among thousands and ten thousands and hundreds of thousands of human churches on this earth today. Because what I know is, when Jesus says it, nothing can prevent it. He said, not even the gate of hell can prevent it. God bless you for listening to me. In Jesus' name, amen.